Welcome to A Dummy's Guide to Geekdom, the show that tries to give everyone a crash course on geek culture. Whether you're trying to understand some trends, know enough to start a conversation, or you just want to know what the hell your partner is talking about, we are here for you. I am your super dummy, Paul, and I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend. It is hmm. the geek of the 20th century. It is Mr. Scott Beverly. How are you, sir? That's right. I'm good. In fact, I would say that I am the law. You are the law. law. I you am are. indeed. And so everyone out there, be prepared. I hope you're on your best behavior because mm. uh, otherwise Scott will pass down his judgment on you. Uh, uh, you, you did a lot better yeah. job of that than I did. Um, today we are talking about Judge Dredd. Yes, Judge Dredd. A fantastic character. Once again, mm. we did do an episode of Judge Dredd on Superheroes for Dummies. So after this, if you want some more information, maybe go and seek that out. Uh, Scott did join us for that one. We're pretty sure. <laughs> I believe so. Yeah, we're fairly sure. Our yeah. memories are a bit faded. We're getting old, but we're fairly sure. Um, so yeah, Joseph Dredd. Mm. Tell us about Joseph Dredd, Mr. Scott. Judge Dredd, Judge Joe Dredd, um, is character sort of created for uh, the British science fiction anthology comic magazine, uh, 2000 AD, started in 1977. He first appeared in the second issue, or Probe 2, um, uh, uh, and quickly became uh, a a solid feature. I think Mm. he's he's the only character that appears in every issue. It's sort of to the extent that, you know, it now sort of says, or it still says it, but it it used to say at one point, I'm going to just quickly check a 2000 AD. Um, It doesn't now, but it used to say 2000 AD featuring Judge Dredd. Like that was the the selling point. Uh, But who is he? So what this, the story is, and it's set in sort of a future America. Um, and, it, and it moves on in real time. So when you were first introduced mm. to it back in um, 1977, it was 20, uh, 20, oh, 2099. Um, and the idea is it's a future dystopia in America in which there has been a nuclear war. Uh, and out of the sort of the rubble, uh, mega cities have appeared. So there's like there are three of them in North America, or what was America. Mm. There's one that goes down the East Coast, um, covering from like New York down to sort of like Virginia and bits and pieces. There's one uh, Mega City Two, which is on the other coast, on the west coast, and then there's Tex City, which is makes up where Texas was, so sort of the south coast. In the middle, they always do it bigger in Texas. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get under that. Um, <laughs> but in the middle of all that is this is this sort of irradiated nuclear wasteland that they call the cursed Earth. Um, and in that is all these different kinds of mutants and different things, all kinds of crazy stuff. But within the mega city, in order to keep peace or keep order, I should say, rather than peace, <laughs> um, the typical policing system sort of collapsed. And so in order to sort of uh, have martial law, they introduce uh, the judges. And the judges are sort of like a um, almost like a Gestapo-level police force. Like you know, they are clad in ridiculous shoulder-padded, uh, mil- uh, militaristic uniform, and they have the uh, the uh, ability to be judge, jury, and executioner. So, hmm. uh, and the, the laws that are passed and the laws that are enforced are severe. So, 
if you sort of drop letter, you can be looking at like three years in an ISO cube, you know, sort of, you can be three years in prison for dropping right. letter or, and summary judgment, like that's it. If a judge says that's three years, you're doing three years. Um, and so it was, it's brutal. And originally the original concept was more brutal than what we, excuse me, what we actually got. It was originally like, um, John Wagner is the original creator. He wrote mm. the idea, the original pitch, and he wanted to do almost like a, uh, like a Clint Eastwood sort of Dirty Harry parody. That was the idea. Like, take Dirty Harry to the extreme uh, and mm. have them and, and call him Joe Dredd. Um, but it, the name came from somewhere else. Um, but then they were like, oh, we can't do that because the the censors at the time, um, the UK comic censors, wouldn't allow it. They, you know, a bit like with the comic code in the States. It was mm. a similar kind of thing. So we couldn't get it passed. So they said, well, what, if we move it into a science fiction realm we can get away with it because <laughs> we can, because it's not real then. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so they, then, uh, then they brought on a number of artists and, and one of them, Carlos Esquera, uh, the Spanish artist created this, this costume, this design. Uh, and it was very much based on a, a whole bunch of things. Um, but some of the inspiration was, um, uh, Frankenstein from death race 2000. Okay. Um, and also this idea of sort of making it as sort of almost as fabulous as possible. So it has like <laughs> shoulder pads. It's got like big gold eagles on it and all this other mm. stuff. Um, and that was the original design. And so then it's, sort of, but the idea was always to be a satire. So it's never, you know, that's, and that's the great thing about dread that this, this, this strip, because often like dread is, is the, the main character. Like he's your protagonist. You follow dread for the most part. Um, but you live in this world of the mega cities, or this, this this world, and it's ridiculous because you know in this future state they've got robots that do everything, so the leisure time is more abundant, but so is poverty. Uh, but you still got these restrictions, or, you know, like sugars against the law, coffees against the law, and all this other stuff. Blimey. So people come up with like ridiculous hobbies just to distract themselves. Hmm. So there's always there always has this satire of you know these often. So they've got like um, there's one where they have like. Uh, they have like the fatties, the league of fatties, and this idea was to be as fat as possible. And they've got like belly wheels to carry them around and stuff like that. Uh, and then there's like, you know, great. yeah, there's some, there's some amazing stuff. There's a character called Chopper who is a, a surfer, like a, a sky surfer and a graffiti artist. And when he's first introduced, his mum's hobby is dishwashing, like cleaning dishes. So in it, you'll see her like she's washing dishes, and the moment she's cleaning them, she dips them in a, bu a, bu a bucket of dirt. And then they go around and start cycling. And like, that's what she does. <laughs> that's how she entertains herself. Like she washes wow. dishes. And so they've got all these things about, you know, this stuff. But, um, and uh, you know, there were some stories that were sort of a bit silly and there were some stories that were darker. And it was always, it was trying to find its feet. Mm. But at the centre of all is Dread. And Judge Dread is like the, the, the meanest, toughest judge in Mega City 1. You know, he's the one that has the reputation. Mm. Um, and, you know, that's the idea. But, it's an interesting because it grows like you know this is one of those things where like, it moved in real time so you start in 2099 it's now like 2147 i think sort of like you know it's been yeah it's right. or something whatever come year it's but it's like it's year for year it's moved on in mm. in that way um and so what happens is like you know characters in this world live die get promoted move on disappear like you know the the only real constant is dread but even dread sort of you know They've had like legacy characters, if you will, that's replaced Dread a couple of times, you know. Right. Um, 
but he's always been there. But one of the great things it's done is because it came up, like John Wagner, uh, Pat Mills, who was the editor, who obviously, you know, if you know 2000 AD, you know Pat Mills. Mm. These main writers were very sort of left wing. They're very sort of like <laughs> labor. They're very liberal. And so you get this sort of like throughout the 80s, this anti Thatcher rhetoric throughout like you know it's very sort of like um the satire as a kid i used to read it and be like this is cool they're just blowing stuff up and they're doing great stuff it's amazing mm. um and then as an adult you go back and read it and you're like oh yeah no they hated the, the Tory <laughs> government like, there's loads of stuff in there uh, really sort of like you know political stuff um it, but only if you know it's there like it's not in your face it's there if you you, you want to sort of see it um but the the, the idea of this character of dread um, he's an anti-hero. You know, I wouldn't even say he's an anti-hero. He's, yeah, anti-hero is probably the best word. I mean, a definitive moment in his character development. There are, there's these moments in his development as he's grown as a character. Because he has grown. Like, Dread has changed over mm. the years. Um, as you do, as people do. Oh, yeah. It's been a long time. If he'd stayed the same, he'd be slightly... Yeah, exactly. Upset. Yeah, so he's had yeah he's got a forty five year career, and mm. they, you know they, they've they've aged him like he has aged like you know, but because it, it's the future with future medicines and stuff like you know he's not he's still kicking around, but mm. like he is in his eighties technically. I mean the guy's in his late seventies actually. But there's um there's a war in in the early eighties. They have this I think it's called the Apocalypse War. And so they have like this is during the Cold War. So right the Sov block which is this, obviously the Soviet um, mega city invades mega city one. And there's this big war. Lots of people die. There's nuclear weapons. And it end- the war is ended when dread infiltrates um, a Sov block uh, bunker. And that's where sort of their leader is and all this other stuff. Um, and you'd think that's it. Like he shoots this lead. He shoots, you know, they're like, uh, you know, it won't be Gorbachev a bit earlier than that, but like Khrushchev, maybe or something like hmm. that. But he shoots this dictator leader. And you'd be like, oh, that's the end. And he do- he doesn't. He turns around and basically sort of like he passes judgment on uh, the Soviet bloc, on the Soviets, and Blimey. launches a nuclear attack using their own nuclear weapons on them and basically eradicates millions of people off the face of the earth. Bloody hell. Yeah. Um, uh, and so this is, there's an issue. Like I say, it's just like the issue. The issue I've got it... Um, Quite framed actually because I got it signed by John Wagner, but um, where the, it's just basically the front of this comic is a nuclear sort of cloud with an explosion cloud and then skulls on it, and this big finger coming down to press this button. You're like, What the hell is going on? and then you read it, and um, it, it ends this other, it's the last chapter or sort of the last main chapter of this story, and it ends with sort of the, the Judge Dread killing millions of people, Jesus. and you're sort of just left going, like All oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> not sure. Not it was one of my favorite. I mean, the whole the apocalypse war is one of my favorite stories. But you are you just left going like, wow, okay, that happened. Like, how yeah. how does he carry on? And you know, then he does. It just carries on. Like he goes back to work and 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 so on and so forth. And like you know, there's been other things where he's done other things. But like within six or seven years of that, like he starts to question this idea of what the judges are. And sort of like there's this uh, there's, there's a a political movement called Democracy Now. And there's an uh, there's a letter and uh, sorry there's an, there's an issue where called a letter from a Democrat, and it's basically this, this uh, dread receives a letter from this kid, and it's basically sort of saying like he's basically picking, this kid's picking apart like the 
basically the Tory government, but like this, you know, because it's sort of, it's talking about all the things that, that that have happened in the eighties, you know, like the the Brexit riots and the sort of um, the coal miners strikes and the sort of you know, even down to like school milk and all this stuff, mm. right? Because it's all been played out in the in the comic as well. And so you have this letter from this kid, basically like this letter to Margaret Thatcher, and like, why have you done this? Like, why am I afraid to be doing these things? Like, what what is going on? And it it, it rattles dread to the extent that he starts to question the, the system. Yeah. And eventually, it leads to him leaving for a period. Um, but yeah, look, it'll do that. That's something that'll do. Like, it'll throw that in, and you're like, all oh, right, no, he's not inhumane. He just he's just dedicated, so mm. so dedicated. Um, but then every now and then it will sort of like it'll throw another thing into you. So, you know, you get used to dread. And this is the thing that's so great about John Wagner. That they, they, you know, they sort of do it with Batman and some other characters, but you get used to them. They get a bit comfy. You know what I mean? You sort of, they'll have like um, issue after issue of them saving the day and, and mm. busting the criminals or whatever. And then they, they release something like there's one called America. This is, I'll, I'll finish on this and we're going on, but there's basically a story arc from 1991 called America. It was in the first several issues of the Judge Dredd magazine, which was a new like sister yeah, magazine. And although it's set in Mega City One, it doesn't really follow Dredd. It follows uh, this woman called America. Hmm. Um, and she's an immigrant and it's also, it has this whole, this whole thing around the immigrant story of sort of like she's come up from South America and sort of, like, you know, they've got, to, they crossed like the cursed earth and they got to uh, Mega City One and they're sort of, they're there and they're going to live the American dream and all this other stuff. And it shows how sort of like the dream falls apart as she's a kid and her dad sort of goes under and so on and so forth. So all this stuff sort of happens. And eventually she starts, she joins this sort of anti-judge uh, uh, terrorist organization. And the idea is that she's going to blow up. Uh, so they've got the Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty has been saved and been moved. But standing over the Statue of Liberty is another statue, a bigger statue, even taller statue of a judge. That's called the Statue of Judgment. Um, and the idea is this terrorist organization is going to blow up the statue of judgment. And so to leave, you know, to, to uh, save Liberty, that's the idea. But right. you've been following this whole story. It's got a whole love story thing involved with it as well. And all this stuff. It's, it's an amazing story, but it ends with um, them. The, someone has sort of ratted out on this terrorist organization and the judges turn up and basically you have America trying to get to this thing to, 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 uh, to detonate the bomb. But she's gunned down, like she's just like, and that she's gunned down by dread. Like dread stood there with with this like all this army of judges, and he just goes like fire, like, da, 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 and it just they just mow this woman down, and she sort of tries to say something about um you know what happened to liberty, what happened to the people, yeah. And dread's response is like, we tried democracy, it didn't work. You live in our world now, Jesus. and you and you are again, you're like, oh, you've, you've forgotten, you're like, he's not the hero. Like he, yeah. they keep having him as his protagonist, but he's not a hero. Like he's not a good guy. Um, he he will do these things. So they just keep throwing these sort of like they throw you under the bus a little bit every now and then. You just <laughs> like, oh yeah, shit. He's not. He's not like you know. He's not like. Um, it's a bit like uh, when Alan Moore says about Rorschach. You know, sort of like yeah. if someone says to you that Rorschach is the favorite, their favorite character from Watchmen. You know, there's, they've got a problem. Yeah, run. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's the same with Judge Dread. I, I love Dread as a comic and as a character and as the world, but I recognise it for what it is. But if someone's like, "Oh, Judge Dread's my favourite comic book hero," then you're like, "Oh, well, you do not get that. <laughs> like, you have not read. You're not reading this properly." Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's the big thing about Dread. It's definitely like a satire, but it's it, it's it's it can be tremendous fun as well. There's an issue from the nineties. I mean, Garth Ennis wrote a, a whole bunch of comics, and one of them, he, Dread, ends up going against the characters from the Magic Roundabout, and <laughs> so it can be weird as well. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. I mean, this is the crazy thing about Dread, I suppose, is especially because I'm lost with words. <laughs> it's like you, when you're reading comic books, it's so easy to get caught up in, as you say, you know, it's the protagonist and this is your <laughs> guy and this is, you know, the person that you're following. And it's very easy sometimes to just be, to kind of separate yourself from actually what's going on. It's like the, like you, like you say about Batman, it's a rich man beating up poor people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, <laughs> It's easy to kind of forget what's going on sometimes just because it's the main character. Yeah, and yeah, we always, you know, you say this about sort of like, in all superheroes, we've said this. I mean, Man of Steel, the, the film sort of laid it out. It's sort of like you completely mm. forget the destruction that goes with yeah. a lot of the stuff that goes on. <laughs> yeah. And you just go, yeah, but it looks cool. Um, but it's true. Like, this is the thing with Dread. Like, you know, um, you will have, you know, um, you'll have a, a, an interaction where the, the one person will, you know, rightfully be arrested or rightfully taken mm. out, like, you know, ju you know, judgment passed. And then the person that sort of pointed them out, you think is sort of on Dredd's side. Like you might arrest him then and be like, you know, well, I'm not forgetting the fact that you jaywalked to get to me earlier on. So <laughs> thank you for helping the day, but you're still getting 30 days for jaywalking sort of thing. So yeah, yeah it shows that there's a, there's a sort of, um, um, uh, you know, like a yeah, it's it's not to be. You know, he's he's never to be taken in that heroic figure. Like you know, mm. he's not to be considered in that way. Um, and 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 rightfully so. Like that's the point. Like because one of the things about dread, just a as a final point. Although dread is 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 eminently identifiable. You know, it's one of those things with characters. If you can draw their outline, if uh. you can draw their silhouette, and you can recognise them, then you're onto a winner. And you can definitely recognise Dread. You know, he's got this big eagle shoulder pad on one side, another shoulder pad, and then the helmet. But one of the key factors is you've, you've never seen Dread's face. Mm. Like Judge Dread, he wears this this helmet, and you see so you see the lower half of his sort of the front of his face, but you've never seen the top of his face. You've never seen his, his eyes or his, his his hair or anything like that. So you've never seen a full vision of his face. And the idea is that that idea of sort of like that they had with. Um, they did the prison experiment. I don't know if you've ever heard. So there was a psychology. Th oh, yes. Prison experiment. Yeah. Um, I forget who the name of the psychologist, but no. that thing of like you, they gave the prison guards mirrored glasses so mm. that the people couldn't see their eyes, but they could see them and stuff. And it's the same thing as like, you know, this idea if you can't see the person's face, then they have a sort of a, a, an authority over you and they can have yeah. this idea. So that was built into the character. Um, this idea of being this sort of like fascistic sort of. <laughs> you know nobody really like he's known as just dread like he knows that but like mm. it's not his face it's the uniform and then the you know the demeanor that is known rather than the person yeah and no, i think that kind of says something about the stories of judge dread because like usually in these episodes you know like where did this person come from and what are their yeah. powers and stuff but the whole point of judge dread is it isn't so much about dread no it's telling it's using him to tell stories, mm. yeah. And especially about so. the world that we live in, and it's like, as you say, because it, it follows in real time. It's like, 
this is the world we live in and we're just sort of timesing it by 10 but yeah here it is in front of you <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yes it's you know they, they can easily just do a, you know an issue of judge dread could be um or i uh, say a comic of judge dread could just as easily be not not have him in he could be in one panel at the end and it can follow a completely different character and it's still that world and you st it still works in you know completely the same way um and he, he i mean like he has an absolute the world building that goes into this uh, of characters is, is is immense as well like you know I, I won't go on all the characters but like all it's not just it's not dread and then the other judges but there are there are named judges that have their own stories have had their own runs have had you know have had their own comics judge anderson judge hershey judge giant um chief judges which is the sort of the rulers the sort of like you know the dictators that have changed hands you've had good ones bad ones crazy ones um and so yeah this, but it's all canon as well it all exists mm. so the other thing how this been have this continuous canon that people age is that like things have impact like they, they, even to the in the last couple of years like that that decision to wipe out um from the wipe out the soviets from mm. uh uh the apocalypse war has come back like they've had it sort of like where they've had people that have grown up since and been like yeah we lived in that like as kids oh, and wow. now we're coming back to you know make you pay for it sort of thing so wow it's it's fascinating that that, that sort of how it can work it's a real it's a real sandpit like a real playground to sort of play in and do those things yeah incredible and so yeah as you say 2080 is an anthology um, so these stories mm. kind of run through the different issues yeah. amongst other things. Um, I mean, 2018 probably deserve an episode on their own just to sort of explain what they are and some of the you other stories. You should speak to Ray. Uh, uh, yeah, you should speak to Steve. Steve yeah. Ray. So he's, he is a 2018 guru. Yes. Definitely. And knows his stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think they've they've started collecting just the dread stories, haven't they? So if people want to just oh, yeah. read dread, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you can, you can. So uh, and, and not just dread, like all, you know, lots of two thousand rebellion. Uh, that is now the mm -hmm. publisher that, that owns them. They've they've just a lot of the characters, but yeah, you can get. I've got a bunch on my shelf actually. I'm just going to look. You've got um, what they call the complete case files, which is sort of like a collected, which covers you know a good chunk, and they've mm -hmm. gone right back to the beginning. They're on like they're on like case file. I think like thirty six now. Like, there's loads. <laughs> But you can also just collect specific runs, so you can do like the, the Apocalypse War or um, Death, you know, Judge uh, the Judge Child or um, you know, Judge Caligula. All these old stories, all the older stories, you know, they, they collect them in volumes, or some of the later stuff as well. So yeah, they, they're there to collect. So go just check online, or even on Amazon. Like there's loads of uh, collected editions, and it's one of those that you can just jump in. Although they, I've talked about this this ongoing continuity, you know. Um, you can just jump in and you'll get get the gist pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big scary man shoots little people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, as I say, we did do um, a superheroes for dummies episode last year, maybe beginning of I believe last so, year. Yeah, I think it was last year. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So and that sort of dives a bit deeper in some of the things that we've talked mm. about so do seek that out if you do have any questions um and quite frankly why wouldn't you um 
contact details will be in the show notes. You can yes. send them, send them Scott's way, send them my way, send them out into the ether. Someone will answer them. Well, the, yeah, the psychic judges will take them on and they will respond to you. That's true. <laughs> it's a fact. <laughs> Uh, if there's any character that you want to know more about, if you've read a little bit, you want to know more about a character, if there's something that Scott has mentioned that you want to know more about, send us a message. Contact details are in the show notes. And as always, the details for Scott's shows are in the uh, show notes as well. Do check them out. If you want to know anything about any of the wonderful things that the 20th century has given us in geek media, then Scott has probably done an episode on it, basically. Yeah, 170 episodes, 172 episodes deep now. So I've covered quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, do check it out. Scott, thank you very much. Always uh, thank a pleasure. You. Um, I love hearing you talk about the things that you love because it <laughs> just seeps from your pores. So thank you very much. And listener, thank you very much. Until next time, toodle pip. I'll stick with Tanty Bye. <laughs> <laughs>